Hello, everyone. Welcome to Unrefined Women Podcast, an ongoing dialogue between two sisters on the topics of spirituality, religious trauma, mental health, family dynamics, and feminism. This is your co-host, Margaret, and I'm very grateful you could join us today. In our episode, Agnes and I dig into self-care, specifically talking about finding the balance between input and output. I kind of came up with this method, I guess you could call it, in the last few weeks, mostly because I've just been trying to figure out what's the hack around trying to find the balance in my own life of taking care of myself in the midst of juggling so many different roles and responsibilities. And for some reason, this concept of input and output just really struck a chord with me. Kind of like how you would input data into a computer and it can crunch some numbers and then spit out some kind of a solution or spit out some kind of you know, uh, calculation of that data. And I think about our bodies as kind of the same way, right? Like we can rest and we can nourish our body with food. And then on top of that, we then have to move about, we have to produce, we have to exert that energy out of our bodies. So I kind of developed this whole idea or this whole kind of theory, I guess, around finding the in, the balance of input and output in different areas of your life, including um, your spirituality, your emotional health, your physical health, your mental health. If you are on Patreon, I am actually going to upload on the same day that this uh, episode releases, I'm going to actually upload a spreadsheet that I created. And I'm kind of going off of this spreadsheet loosely in the episode, but you'll be able to actually see what I'm working off on Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, head on over there, take a look at what I have. I would love to actually um, hear some input from our community on how we can expand on this concept that I'm trying to create and hear feedback from everybody on how do you find balance with the input and output in your life? What are some areas where you're struggling? So please stay tuned for the episode. Um, We're going to dig into it. And then again, if you're not on Patreon, um, please go ahead and look at our Patreon. We are on Patreon at Unrefined Women, just spelled out how it normally is. You can find us on social media. Just go to our Unrefined Women podcast on Instagram or Unrefined Women on TikTok. I have links on there that go to all of our stuff, our website, Patreon, everything you can join starting at $3 a month. So super affordable. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's jump into it. Today, <laughs> Margaret, this is this episode was her idea because she is just so brilliant. Right, Margaret? I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm, well, no, I think it's not really so much brilliant. It's more around I am just suffering in my life and trying to find a solution. So we're going to talk about it today. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all of our episodes. <laughs> it's like the formula depressy, depressy. of unrefined women. <laughs> it's like how to how to try to unfuck your life or oh, just yeah. join us on the journey of attempting to just unfuck ourselves here. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so Agnes, you and I have been talking the last couple weeks about how stressed out you've been and how burnt out you've been. You want to talk a little bit about that, just what you've been feeling? Because this is a good point to kind of dive off into what we're about to talk about today. (gasps) Oh, God. Um, Well, I don't know. I go through like different seasons of my life and I moved recently Wow, what do you know? Agnes and Margaret just constantly moving. We just move like every couple of months. And then we come on the podcast and we're like, moving so hard. I'm so stressed. And and then we just continuously move. So, you know, um, I moved and I'm still here in like the Phoenix area. I'm just in a different like section of Phoenix. Um, and I moved and that was like distracting for like, my mental health like it was like a good in a good way it was like focus on move right and then you move and then you unpack everything and then you're just like key problems and then they start to like swarm back into your life um and then I just got like super overwhelmed with everything and with school I'm in the middle of school right now like literally smack dab in the middle of my semester and so I just got super overwhelmed and I just feel like the last couple weeks have just been extremely overwhelming which just like everything um and because of that it's been you know kind of hard to prioritize um self-care it's been hard to prioritize like maintaining maintaining a healthy lifestyle 
Um, and then also just like reading, obviously I love reading. I talk about it all the time, but like the last like week or two, I feel like I've barely been able to read. I just don't have any energy to just do these things that actually like that fill my cup because I'm just so distracted by feeling burnt out. Um, so I've been turning to Margaret a lot and just like the people around me to like help me like kind of come out of this and just like talk through it when the time's appropriate. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just what I've been experiencing. So you touched on, you haven't had a lot of time to kind of fill up your own cup. Have you Mm -hmm. identified any specific things in your life that you do notice tend to make you feel more like rejuvenated afterwards? I think it always changes. Um, some like concrete things that definitely make me feel like more energized like I said reading and listening to audiobooks like for me checking off a a book like off my list or going on to Goodreads and like marking my book as read is like so fulfilling for me that's like my hobby that makes me feel um productive but not in like a capitalistic way but in like a I did something that I really enjoyed and now I get to like move on and read something new and I find that very exciting um and then there's like other things too it just depends on like the season of my life so like hanging out with my friends or um going out and exploring and eating good food and having good conversations with the people that I love and even having like podcast episodes like right now um that makes me feel whole in my life or like cooking or just watching a movie those are things that it just depends like every day you have energy for different things um sometimes it might be as simple as just like laying in my bed and watching tv so it just depends every day yeah so I think you just painted a nice little portrait of what I'm about to kind of dive into so (laughs) and I just I kind of like made up this theory (laughs) Um, Some of it's just like literally pulled out of my ass based on my own experiences. But I think some of this is like, it's also like very grounded in reality. It's possible there's someone out there that has already come up with something very similar to what I'm about to talk about. Um, I did not steal their work, if that's true. Um, I literally just thought of this and I've been trying to find other work and I haven't found it yet. I found kind of ideas similar to it, but not broken down into what I'm about to describe. So... You just described different ways. Um, you described different ways that you basically put data into your body, and then you take that data and process it and output it from your body. So I have this sort of like idea of input versus output. So when we think of self care, like we hear about self care all the time. Um, but some I've noticed there are certain things that are labeled self-care where it's like, mm, is that really self-care? Like, let's really get down to the nitty gritty of like, what is self-care? Um, and I do think that what is self-care can look different for different people. And it can look different on any given day, just depending on what you need. So I feel like in my life, Agnes, I think you and I might have talked about this too, um, it, like in a different conversation, not on our podcast, but just, you know, our long-winded phone calls that we have all the time about like the pendulum swinging back and forth. Like, you know how we'll get like a certain idea and we'll like really cling on to this idea or this belief or this opinion. Um, and then we'll over time kind of s- the pendulum will swing and then we'll kind of go to the other end, maybe the other extreme. And then hopefully we'll eventually kind of work our way into the middle and have this really grounded um, idea or opinion formed on different facts and different circumstances. And it's a more holistic view of things. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to find in my own life right now, this balance point of where I am balancing the input in my life versus the output in my life. Um, Because I feel like there's certain areas where I'm feeling stuck Um, because I have too much information going into me and it's not going out. It's not processing Mm -hmm. and going out. And I feel like I have areas where I'm doing too much output and I'm not having enough input to balance that. So let me kind of give some examples of like what I mean by this input versus output. So let's think about 
like computers for a second. Like you can input data into computers and then computers can also spit out data. So almost think of like our body as like a computer. I'm about to get to a better analogy than this, but just for a second, think of it like a science thing. Like our, our body is like a computer, right? And we like put all this stuff into our body. Like we put food into our body and then we process that food and we use, it, it turns into energy that we then use and then you like shit out the waste. So <laughs> um, kind of like putting data into a computer and it like crunches numbers and then like gives you answers to stuff or whatever, like a calculator. But nature is also very much like this and our bodies are very much like nature. So let's just jump for a second into like the basic anatomy of our bodies, like our five senses. Like we have our eyes, we have our nose, our mouth, um, our ears, and then like our touch, like our sense of touch. So we have these like five different senses where we can take in information from the world around us. That would be like the intake process. And then that processes and now that information can affect us physically. It, it can affect us emotionally. It can affect us spiritually. And then we take that in different ways and we output that back out into the world. So let's think about like breath for a second, I think is a very great analogy. We breathe oxygen into our body and then we breathe out carbon dioxide. If we didn't breathe in, we would die. But if we only breathed in and didn't breathe out, we would also die. Like we have to have both. And so I'm thinking about this in terms of my life and what, what things am I breathing into my body, but I'm not breathing out. And where are the areas of my life where I'm only breathing out and I'm literally dying and suffocating because I have no oxygen left. I've like, just like, I've just breathed everything out and finding that balance. So that would be one. So like breathing in, breathing out, um, thinking about work, like we use our bodies to work. Um, we go through labor, we use our mental energy in order to keep up with that. We have to also counteract that by sleeping and resting. Um, I talked about the food. So I'm going to get a little bit more into like typical daily stuff here. So I actually made a list, this like little graph. Um, I think what I'm actually going to do is finalize this graph and put it on Patreon. Um, so Patreon members can kind of take a look at it and maybe we can contribute some different things to it. But here is my list right now. So I have this graph and it's divided into two sections. I have input and I have output. Within each of those sections, I have a subcategory. So for input, I have positive inputs and toxic inputs in my life. So positive things that go into my body, into my mind, into my spirit, toxic things that go in. I have the same thing for the outcome I, or output. I have positive and I have toxic. Does that make sense? Any questions so far? No, that makes sense. I understand. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to give some examples of this. And again, I think that this list can look very different for different people. This might look different for different people in different seasons of life. So again, the input is the breath in, the output is the breath out. So for me, I have a positive input would be reading. I've discovered that reading for me is very, very nourishing. Because really, when you're reading, you're, you're looking at you're looking at this piece of paper, your eyes are taking in this information. You're basically like, you're really like pouring this information into your body through your eyes. So that's like an input experience. I think a t for me, a toxic input would be like watching trashy TV, scrolling mindlessly through social media. It's that input consuming all of this information, but it doesn't have a very rejuvenating or very healthy uh, output or doesn't create like a healthy experience for me. On the other side of that, because everything has an opposite. So to reading, my healthy, so reading is my positive input. That means my positive output is writing. So it's like kind of just like thinking the opposite. Like when you go back to like elementary school, what, uh, I forget what it is. What's the word when you have like opposites of things? Like the opposite of light is dark. And the, there's like a word for it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking, I keep thinking like synonym, but it's, I don't think that's it. That's, uh, I don't know. One of those words is like words that are alike and I'm going for the um, opposite. <laughs> I'm Googling Agnes. it. Because I know 
Wait, this is so funny. Opposite of synonym. Well, actually, Let's I don't Google know if synonym is it. <laughs> an antonym. Woo, Google. That's right? it. An antonym. Okay, an ant. Oh yeah, antonym. Okay. So yeah. you're you're look you're defining things in your life and you're looking for the antonym. So um, like when you're you're looking for the antonym using this input and output graph. So for my positive input that's that's reading, the health the positive output would be writing. Mm-hmm. And actually we see this a lot in school. Agnes, you and I talked about this, right? The first half of the week we read our textbooks. Like we take all the data and pour it into our brains and we process it. And in the second half of the week, you dump it all out on paper. You turn it into a paper, you turn it into some kind of project. Or you and cram I think it that in that's on, sh- or you cram it in on Sunday. It's due. <laughs> like me. Okay. That too. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Okay. But it's that taking it in, processing, and then pouring it back out. And I think that that is like a very healthy thing for us to do. So again, the toxic input I have found for me is like watching trashy TV or scrolling mindlessly through social media, mm-hmm. which then turns into like the, to- I think the toxic, again, this might look different for someone else, the toxic output Um, I was thinking where social media turns into getting caught up in drama on social media, engaging in social media fights. So like I'm taking in information from social media, processing it, and then like engaging back, pushing back on social media and fights. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that I have would be um, listening. So input would be listening, right? Again, your ears are bringing in information. So listening would be like listening to someone with the intent to learn and connect which then the positive output would be talking, like talking Mm -hmm. back to someone, sharing again with that intent to connect, educate, you know, those kinds of things. The toxic input version of that would be listening with the intent to exploit or manipulate somebody or a situation, which then the the toxic output I came up with was spreading falsehoods, gossips, and lies. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this one's kind of very, very basic anatomy. Um, positive input would be eating healthy. The positive output would then be using that healthy food in the body to have energy, um, or using energy appropriately. Um, like exercising, working out, like going about your daily lives, like being able to use the food you put into your body as a, you know, gasoline for the car to keep on going. The toxic input would be eating junk food. Can't, you know, crap like that which then the toxic output would be developing illnesses in the body feeling lethargic getting sick having no energy so do you follow me so far yeah i do (laughs) so i have a whole list of other stuff which again i'm gonna like kind of finalize this one and this is sort of like my list actually you know here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna finalize my list as an example and i'm gonna put it up on patreon And then I'm also going to recreate like basically the same template, but blank. So people Mm -hmm. can actually like sit with it and put in their own positive and toxic inputs and uh, positive and toxic outputs in their life, kind of identify that. Mm -hmm. And so what you want to do is try to, of course, lean as much as you can more towards the positive side of it, but you want to balance them out. Like if I'm reading a lot, I also need to find a way to take that information and, and get it back out again and not like hoard all that knowledge in my head, but like write it out because that also helps you too to process things and to learn even more. So stuff like that. Um, eating healthy foods and then like using that energy appropriately. Um, I also have like alone time. Like there is uh, like a positive input would be spending time alone to kind of recharge the batteries, which would then, and then the opposite of that, like a positive um, output would be like being in high intensity social settings. Um, For me, a toxic input to that would be isolation with the intention of avoiding my outer world. Um, the toxic output would be over socialization because I'm trying to avoid my inner world. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. So any questions so far? Hmm. What are some examples of inner life where you felt like, like both sides of the spectrum, either you were 
doing toxic input or output or healthy input or output? Ooh, that is a great question. And I am prepared. So, <laughs> cause I've been kind of like analyzing this a little bit. Um, let's see, where was my note on this? Da, da, da. I have way too many notes, guys. Where did I have it? Ah, okay. So I feel like I tend to collect a lot of data and I struggle with outputting, like outputting that data. So um, for me specifically, this would be taking in other people's emotions and stories. So I, I tend to be really comfortable listening to other people and listening to their experiences, listening to their thoughts, um, listening to their feelings, kind of taking in all of that data and all of that emotional energy. But I struggle with identifying some of my own feelings sometimes and figuring out my own thoughts and putting it into a concise, I guess, way or a concise method um, where I can then communicate that and get that out. So that comes up in my relationships a lot. I struggle with communicating. I think things get kind of stuck in my body and I struggle to turn them into words, like identify them, turn them into words, and then communicate them to other people. So that's an area where I have an imbalance that I want to work on. Um, I see this a lot. A lot of people have this, um, as I just described, I tend to like be more comfortable listening than talking. But I find that most people want to talk, 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 and don't want to listen. I think as a society, we have a really bad imbalance of way too much talking and not enough listening. So that would kind of be like an example of the other end of the pendulum. Um, another thing that I have in my life is, and this, this is just constantly in my life, is way too much work. I am using my body and my mind way too much for work. I am producing way too much, but capitalism like makes us do that, right? Like capitalism steals all of our energy and all of our labor and doesn't give us enough time to replenish. So I'm doing way too much producing and not enough time sleeping. So does that make mm. sense? Yeah, I definitely relate to that last one. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody can right yeah. now. <laughs> So these are just some questions, I guess, if anyone's kind of interested in what I'm talking about, this like input versus output method in your life, but kind of sit with that. Like what are areas where I am doing too much input and that energy is getting stagnant? One of the ways that I kind of, or helps me identify if I have too much input and not enough output is if I have a lot of anxiety. Because anxiety is pent up energy in our body that we can't get out. And that's why working out is a very good uh, way to relieve anxiety because you're taking that energy that's stuck in the body and you're, and you're moving it through. So for me, it's like, okay, when do I tend to feel really anxious? What situations make me anxious? What thoughts make me anxious? And that for me is kind of points me in the direction of identifying what are the areas where I have too much input and I'm not outputting that energy. And then areas, the other question is what areas am I doing too much output and I'm not balancing it with input? Um, and so that would be, you know what? <laughs> this popped into my head. I see this a lot on social media too. People that are so-called experts in things. We saw a lot of this during COVID. Suddenly everyone became an expert in sickness and uh, pandemics. And there was a lot of output, a lot of yelling about people's opinions and not a lot of time researching things, not inputting uh, factual information into your brain before screaming out ridiculous nonsense all over the internet. So finding those areas where there's too much output and not enough input. And that can be uh, also where you feel really draining. Like, do you feel wiped out at the end of the day? Do you feel drained at the end of the day? Do you feel like you have nothing left to give? That is an example of there's been way too much output in your day and not enough input. So what you then do, go back to your trusty little graft when you're feeling all stressed out and like, or feeling like you've just depleted yourself Find something on that positive input list that you've created for yourself and try to pick something from there to help kind of balance that out. Mm -hmm. 
Another thing to do to be kind of proactive, and this is something I've heard actually from so many different people, so this is not just me, but start the day with a healthy input and a healthy output. So maybe sit and read for 20 minutes and then sit and journal for 20 minutes. Or sit and meditate for 20 minutes and then go exercise for 20 minutes. See what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. meditate, you're sitting there, you're breathing. That's like kind of taking in. um, And then you go exercise, get all that energy out. Interesting. Do you feel like after like thinking about this and creating this graph that you've been able to identify in other people where they're lacking input or output? Um, I think to a degree you can, um, certain things for sure. Like certain things you can, because I think some of this is like physical too. Like some of this is physical. Um, like you can see if someone, you can look at someone physically and tell if they're a healthy individual. Like if someone looks really kind of malnourished and their skin's kind of pale and they don't, you know, you can tell that they maybe have too much output going on in their life and there's not enough input as far as like physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other way, you might have someone uh, that's that looks really unhealthy the other direction. Like maybe they consume way too much food and they're not burning enough energy. And again, I feel bad even kind of saying that because there's, there's so much complexity in that. That's dipping my toe mm-hmm. into like, you know, medical stuff, which, you know, we're not qualified to speak on, you know, and people's health and all that. Um but there's other things, too, where you can kind of tell, um, like, I think that talking versus listening, that's very apparent. You can have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. and know pretty quickly within the first 10 minutes or so of that conversation if this person is good at sharing the conversational space. Like, right now, I am hoarding all of the conversational <laughs> space. <laughs> no, this, I am is doing a great, of- this is a great learning experience for me. Like, I feel like I'm learning so much versus, and just well, listening. But this- well, and but see, but I, I know, and I'm I'm not saying that is a bad thing necessarily, but I'm just pointing to the the real life example in the room that's happening right now mm-hmm. is that I am doing a lot of talking. So right now, I am expelling a lot of energy out of my body. I have spent the last like week really because this has kind of been on my mind the last few weeks, but really the last week I've kind of put pen to paper and really started like turning this into a formula, mm-hmm. but like the last week or so I've been like, or last few weeks I've been kind of like processing all of this, like trying to research a little bit of this, like how we function, like how our bodies function, taking in all the information. And then I've been like outputting it onto the paper. And now here I am in this conversation with you kind of spilling all of this out and you are inputting all of this information now that I am outputting, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So this reminds me a lot of my ethics class that I'm about to finish. <laughs> Ooh, go um, for it. I just did a project on virtue theory, which was originated by Aristotle like over 2,500 years ago. Um, and it was just one of his um, like philosophical, ethical theories of different ways to like live your life and how to be a moral human being. And, um, a section of the theory that, that we just, that I discussed in my project was the golden mean. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that term before. I know that I never heard of it before. Um, and I mean, everyone kind of understands like what the concept of it is, but when we look at like political spectrums, right, we, we all, we all think about that at some point in our life. Like what side of the, what side of the spectrum are you on politically? Or just mm-hmm. about anything, right? Like food. We can look at food as a spectrum. Like whether you consume more animal products versus plant-based products. Um, the golden mean. So so basically the whole point of virtue theory is achieving your highest moral self um, in order for you to just be a kind and moral and ethical human being. Um, so you and can go to heaven when you die. <laughs> actually, it's completely God unrelated, which I do, which I, I love I'm about just... my ethics. <laughs> my ethics class is that they're not, it's not a religion class. It's a, here's like philosophy science. Um, yeah. So it talked about like finding that middle ground because when it comes to ethics and pretty much almost everything, it is very difficult to be on both sides of the spectrum. And from what I'm hearing from like everything that you've conducted is that 
you're able to like slide on both sides of the spectrum. But at the end of the day, you are meeting in the middle at that golden mean where where Aristotle found that as like, that's like nirvana. That's like where you want to be, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. um, which is why it's so important to input and output two different sides of the spectrum because we can even put this in like a political um, theory because if one person is extremely um, biased on the left side and they are just like they have no consideration or empathy for anybody that has any sort of ideology that leans towards on the right side. And because of that, that's going to obviously cause conflict versus someone who has been able to slide on all sides of the spectrum, not because they're favoring, but for educational reasons and because of input output. And And then when we find like political theorists or political scientists or just politicians in general who have been on both sides of the spectrum, have done research on both sides of the spectrum, have spoken to people on both sides of the spectrum, they're able to find like an unbiased and education based and healthy way of of communicating to other people. So from what I'm hearing with this whole theory on input and output and just like living a healthy life and consuming healthy things and um, giving other people healthy things, you know, whether it's our educate or our, our communication or whatever that may be at the end of the day, like we're kind of like once you have inputted, like once you have breathed in your oxygen and you've exhaled your carbon dioxide, like you have breathed, you are done. Like now you know what that is. You have done both things and from that you're gonna uh, like from what I'm seeing is like you kind of reach this point of almost being like a better more understanding human being because you understand now in other people what they may need and not need at that moment you know sometimes it can be hard to be around somebody who is in a season of inputting or outputting, whatever that may be, because, you know, you're on the opposite side of the spectrum. But once you've been on both sides of the spectrum, you have a lot more patience and understanding on what the other person is going through. Absolutely. I think that that, yeah, I've heard of, uh, sorry, what was it again? The golden, the golden mean, the golden mean. That's Yeah. I have, I think I studied that too in my philosophy class, but Mm -hmm. it's been a couple of years since then. Um, so you were describing like, yeah, the breath in and the breath out. And then like, you've completed that cycle. Right. Right. And then that's like, you've completed that cycle. And then of course, because you know, we're like living beings, we have to continue that cycle. It's just constantly in and out, in and out until you die. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the same thing with us every single day. And I'm kind of like, I've kind of broken it down into like a day as an example, because you could look at this from like a season of your life. You could be like in this season of my life. You know, here's some positive inputs, toxic inputs, positive outputs, toxic outputs. And you can kind of start to find the patterns of like, first, you want to just take everything you do in your daily life and kind of like throw it onto the graph mm-hmm. like that and kind of get it all organized. Um, and then which yeah, and then you start identifying areas where there's imbalances. But and then you, what you can do is break it down into like a day by day thing. So for me, it's like I'm looking at this from like a daily perspective, like on any given day, I'm inputting this information and outputting this information. At the end of the day, if I'm not feeling good, where were the areas where I didn't input enough or where I didn't output enough, if that makes sense? Right. You can also zoom out. If, if that feels too overwhelming, um, you can zoom out and do it like on a week-by-week basis. Like on a weekly basis, I'm going to read this. I'm going to write this. I'm going to eat these healthy foods. I'm going to exercise this many times. I am going to... Um, you know, I'm going to call up this friend that I know tends to talk a lot and listen to them. But then I'm also going to, during that week, probably need to talk to a friend where I'm going to talk more and maybe get some support, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So trying to find those balances like that, uh, balance your work versus your rest. I actually put play in creating into positive outputs because for me, I can't really 
play or I can't play unless I've put the energy into my body to play. I can't create unless I have put something into my brain and the body to inspire those creative juices to get flowing so I can then mm-hmm. use it to output in a healthy manner and turn something, some, like create something beautiful that is a manifestation of that process. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, so that, but I think something else that's really cool um, is that when you look all around nature, this is actually like, it's like this light bulb went off and I was like, oh my God, like this is everywhere. Like now I see it everywhere. It's like, um, nature is filled with it. This like, it's like at the ebb and the flow, right? The input, the output, the changing of things, the tide goes in, the tide goes out. We breathe in, we breathe out information in information out right it's like everything has that to a degree um you have the sun you have the daytime and then it's then we turn into the darkness time we have summertime turns into winter back to summer the cycle back and forth you can't have one without the other otherwise you create an imbalance Um, trees are the opposite of us. We breathe in oxygen, breathe out carbon dioxide and trees breathe in carbon dioxide, breathe out oxygen. So it's like we're in this cool little communion with trees like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you have the yin and the yang symbol as well. So like, and I kind of thought of that when I was making my input versus output. And then I have the positive and toxic sides of that. You can think about that with masculine and feminine energy. Same thing with us. We have our, we, all of us have masculine and feminine energy and we can harness that in healthy ways, positive ways, or in toxic ways. So you can have healthy feminine energy and toxic feminine energy, healthy masculine energy and toxic masculine energy. There's everywhere around you in life and in nature and in our, the way our body is constructed, our anatomy, there is this input and this output, this ebb and this flow, this back and forth, the polar opposites that rely on one one another and you have to have both and you have to be constantly weaving back and forth to create that perfect balance point in your life. Mm. So I'm going to bring up American capitalism as I should. (laughs) Good. Because that was coming. So go for it. (laughs) So as you're talking about this, it's, I love that you're bringing up like the nature and seeing that like this is seen in animals and in plants and nature. (laughs) And yeah, the one, like the one thing in my mind where I'm, I'm not seeing a correlation with this theory is the way that our world is structured and in the Mm -hmm. sense of like capitalism, because like, for example, I work Monday through Friday, nine to five. And oh, between all of that, there is commuting to and from work, which we all know takes time if you live further from where you work. Um, you have to eat breakfast every morning and you have to make dinner when you get home and meal prep or whatever. All of these things that you have to do in order to like, it's crazy how much preparation we do on the weekends to like prepare for the next week, like doing laundry and Mm -hmm. cleaning your house and just all these things that you need to do. So once you have done all these things and ran all your errands and done all these, like, you know what I mean? It's just all your necessities. You're left with little to no time to actually do these things that fill your cup and make you feel whole. And I think after this week I had like, a few hours on Sunday evening to just like do whatever I wanted. And I had no, I, I was like in a state of panic. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> What do I do? Do I, do I read my book? So I like sit down, I'm like reading my book and I'm like two pages. I can't focus on this. And then I have to like go clean right? the kitchen. So that, see at that point, it's like, what do I need at this point? Do I need to something? Do I need to input or do I need to output? Yeah. So you could start there. Cause like you sat down and was like, maybe I'll read, which is like an input, an input activity. Mm-hmm. And then you got like really kind of restless and went and cleaned the kitchen. You had to do something. You had too much energy that you had to expel. Yeah. And a lot of that energy I feel like is anxiety or like it's like handing a toy, uh, handing a kid a toy and they're so excited for it that they like forget that it exists and they never play with it. And mm. 
like in just in between all of those things, especially when we're talking about sleep, because I feel like I'm always in a state of exhaustion. Everybody knows this about me, but if I can sleep, I will sleep. I fall asleep so fast. Like I cannot stay awake in movies. Margaret hates me for it. (laughs) She gets so mad because it's like nine o'clock and I'm just like yawning. My eyes are shutting and she's like, I'm ready to like start a business and start a project. (laughs) And I'm falling asleep. Um, But because of that, that's also been a huge toll on me where I feel like I just simply don't have enough time to practice self-care and maintenance in keeping myself a normal, balanced, healthy human being. And obviously, I cannot be the only one because I'm not the only one who works a Monday through Friday, nine to five. Many, like millions of people do. So that must mean like everybody else is kind of in a similar boat than I am in and other people might you know have a few extra free hours than me or they might have less than me um but at the end of the day it just shows that there's not a it it just almost feels like the people who created this structure of us humans having to work and work and just do all these things they did not think about this this part of nature this natural sense that animals including humans have where we need to balance out the things that we're consuming and the things that we're excreting so it kind of shows to me that there's just such a clash of like capitalism and just this world that we live in and nature And we can see this in so many other ways because right now I'm also taking a environmental science class. So obviously I'm learning about the horrors of like what's actually happening and it is terrifying Um, and it is real that our earth is quite literally dissolving under the feet that we stand at right now and learning about that and at the speed that it's happening is fucking terrifying. And it just like shows that there are so many ways that us as humanity is just like climate change is not real. Human instincts are not real. Or um, we all love the um, what's the famous one? Like the, the Trump stickers on the back of people's drugs as they fuck your feelings. Oh my to God. me, I actually saw that while I was on the phone with you today. I was like, in my mind, I'm just like, why you got to disgrace human nature like that? I know, right. I see those stickers and I feel sorry for that person. I'm like, that is a person yeah. who was not loved as a child. I am yeah. so sorry. Like, you're not allowed to cry. If you ever have a moment of cry, of like a moment of uh, like feeling like you need to cry, you just like won't lie yourself because fuck your feelings, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine. Except, except for getting angry. That's the only emotion that's allowed. If you're a yeah. man, you can be yep. angry. That's it. That's not a mo- Anger is not an emotion. Did you know that? FYI. If you're a male, anger is not an emotion. Wait, if really? you're a female and you're angry. Go. Oh. <laughs> no, that's I was like, where did you pull that out of? <laughs> no. no, that's their, that's like their mindset. Like yeah. men can be angry and that's considered manly and yeah. men are not emotional. But if a woman is angry, she's fucking psychotic, right? She's like out of control. She's crazy. She's hormonal. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what's so crazy is that I'm just going to like stereotype for two seconds. (laughs) We have like the ultra Christian Republican Trump supporters, like flannel shirt, big souped up truck. And they're all like, yeah, I like hunting. I like going out in the woods and wearing my camouflage and becoming one with nature. (laughs) I feel like an animal. Okay, so where's your respect for nature and like, right? Human nature. (laughs) No, you're being like a toxic male and you're out there trying to dominate nature. And that's not how this works. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know, I just had like a really weird vision of Pocahontas, like the Disney version of Pocahontas, which also, this is also completely off topic, but there's a book, I will literally have to find it because this book changed my life, um, that was written by the tribe that was then 
the tribe that Pocahontas lived in and it's like the story of her life and that shit made me like ball my eyes out it was horrifying like Disney had it so so wrong and even like the articles that you read online like the true the true horrifying story of Pocahontas it's even worse than that anyways um I just had a vision of like uh what's his name John Smith just like out in the woods and just like the whole Disney any Disney movie they had they like stereotype the the prince like the um this the male savior he's just like so he's so good at hunting and he's like so manly and he's a warrior and he can fight (laughs) I don't know it's just like it's just funny how they they're so obsessed with this idea yet at the end of the day it's like are we are you really that connected with human nature and just even understanding how much humans are like other animals Mm. Yeah, that's a good point right there, too. Um, so we were talking a little bit about, like, just society, the way society is structured, how mm-hmm. it's not in tune with nature, how it's not in tune with, like, this cycle of the in and the out, the input-output, the ebb and the flow. Um, I want to talk for a little bit about some of the classic things we see in society. Agnes, if you had to describe some of the classic methods of input that you see in the world and society, what do you think those would be? Watching like TV. ways, right? Like I have the same same idea, right? Like watching TV, like that is. If you think about like the typical lifestyle of a lot of people that are just trying to make it in life, right? And mm-hmm. because I mean, this goes for any of us on like a on most bad days too like you go to work you overwork yourself you sacrifice like ridiculous amounts of hours and energy for someone else to profit off of that and then you go home and you're depleted and you just lay there and you scroll social media and you watch tv you basically like input all of this clutter into your brain and then you go and take what little energy you have and expel that for someone else's benefit um what other things do you have that would be like input um eating food but I don't mean that in like the natural human healthy way of eating food but like the obsessive over consuming of oh like food I don't know I have like a weird thing with the way Americans eat food which we're all victim to including me but yeah yeah okay that's another one so like food like into like taking in like all this bad food anything Mm -hmm. else comes to mind I'm not sure if like the obsession with making money would be an input because technically Mm. wouldn't making money be the input and then spending money be the output. Yeah. Look at you. You're getting onto it. (laughs) (laughs) But here's, but here's the catch. Here's the catch though. Is it making money? Yes. You're bringing something in, you're receiving something, but in our world that usually means that you had to output something to get it. So there is kind of a transactional. So technically making money and spending money is just like a constant heaving (laughs) of output. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I mean, you have money that comes in, right? But you usually Uh have to do something to get that money. You have to output something to get the money in. And then usually when you're spending the money, you should be getting something in return. Like in today's economy, it's like crumbs. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's an interesting one because that that actually crossed my mind too, like receiving and spending money. And I was like, ooh, that's that's kind of a catch-22 right there on that one. Yeah. There's not many things that I found that were kind of like that where it's like it's really hard to compartmentalize them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that love is kind of like that too. That was tricky, like receiving love and giving love, like loving somebody versus being loved by somebody. Because again, that usually they tend to usually go like hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And even just like talking about that in general, because in human emotions, but this especially happens in love where you're, giving and giving but you're not receiving enough so there's like this inequality of sharing and whatever that may be um and I just realized that this also goes hand in hand with like the employee and the employer because Mm. oftentimes with a lot of companies it's kind of like that like the employee is just like giving and giving and working and working and the employer is just like 
here's your seven dollars and fifty cents <laughs> and i don't know i just and that's i think that's with a lot of emotions too which is like why us as humans we have that natural instinct like when we're giving love to somebody and they're just like looking at you like you're stupid and they just don't, aren't giving it back to you it sparks like frustration you get frustrated with them and so when we think about that on a like a physical level because we do that every day I kind of wonder if we are getting frustrated and if we are where is that frustration like where is that present in our lives wow I just Mm. like really opened up a new can of words but maybe (laughs) he's got super deep there but maybe because it's very present in emotions when we talk about like emotional equality because frustration can like be very easily present when we're you know in that sort of situation um but when we have that all the time just like how I explained like the daily and weekly routine of maintaining a full-time job while also maintaining being a human being um, there is so much any like inequality there is no like this is not okay the way that we're all living our lives like there is literally no balance of work like the work-life balance it doesn't exist for a lot of us and mm-hmm. um, I kind of wonder like where's that frustration going and maybe that's why we all have mental health issues <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> manifesting into our mental health and our fr- and our mental health is getting frustrated and coming out in symptoms such as anxiety and depression and even just like the way that we treat other people just not being kind to other people um in some cases people end up being like physically or emotionally abusive because they have all of this like let's call it trauma guys. (laughs) Um, that's just like literally manifesting in your body. I don't know the exact like science behind it, but just from like a lot of stuff that I've seen and I don't know if this is like pseudoscience or what, but just like, like trauma, Margaret, you might know more about this, but trauma can like literally manifest into like the Mm -hmm. cells of your body. Yeah. I I don't want to say that's true. No, it is. It is. Check out. Um, it's called the Aces. I think it's called the Aces test. There's actual like a scientific test that was created where you can answer these questions of different traumas you've experienced, and and then it gives you a score based on how many traumas you experienced. Uh, and that the like the number of points you get, the higher number of points, the more likely you are to. to contract heart like heart disease diabetes Mm. cancer so there's actual like scientific evidence that does link trauma with like diseases okay so yeah I've heard that before but I don't have any resources to back that up so thank you for saying that um but there there is also a documentary on Netflix I think I can't remember what it's called but it talks about like healing cancer or or something about like life after death and people that are survive after death and they talk about this concept of like healing cancer in a in like a holistic way and how it like manifests into the cells of your body and then also um we have i've heard of like through family like somebody in our family that had like far off like distant cousins where somebody had like a really bad trauma and their kids ended up contracting that trauma which was then showing in like um symptoms of like autism and asperger's and stuff because of like how traumatic i don't know like how much science like backs that up but like we can it's the same thing as like this the slaves and black folks nowadays how they have so much trauma from like their ascendants the ancestral yeah the the ancestral trauma yeah there we go that's the that's Mm -hmm. the right word of all my ranting but yeah Helen's yeah ancestral trauma it's like in the like in your I think it's your DNA or something it like gets pat yeah it gets passed down from like person to person in the family yeah so something okay you mentioned something interesting and this light bulb went off in my head we were talking about like mental health crisis that we're in right now and I think especially since COVID we're in this mental health crisis but let's think about this for a second we were just talking about toxic inputs that we see in society or just inputs in general and a lot of them tend to be toxic and then we touched a little bit on output 
but let's let's just touch on that for a second and then we're going to get to the bigger point I was going to make. But um, outputs that we see, I mean, the first first and foremost that jumps to mind, of course, with capitalism is overworking, overproducing, mm-hmm. um, over overusing our body, like exploiting our bodies and our minds um, just to survive in a capitalistic world. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. Any other outputs that you see in society? My first thought is spending money, <laughs> but I know we already discussed that. Um, outputs, yeah, I mean, that's true. there's a lot of different ways, but like, I'm trying to think like, it's like so hard to like divide the two because I feel like nowadays just everything just kind of intermixes because even just like, I'm trying to think like drinking alcohol, like doing drugs, is that an input or an output? Um, I think that's like an input. An you're input. putting something in. Yeah. You're yeah, putting but something into your you, body. Like, but if you had... Like a really stressful, like something traumatic happened. That's like an input. And then for you to like output Mm. it, it's like outputting the symptoms of like alcoholism. See, I'm just like really going all over the place now. (laughs) That's okay. No, hey, you know what? This whole thing is in its early stages. So we got to hash it all out. (laughs) That's Um, true. But I think also when trauma happens, it becomes lodged in our bodies and we don't know how to move that energy out. And so until we learn how to process and move it out, we tend to take in, keep continuing to take things in to try to cover it up. And it just keeps piling up and piling up and piling up. Right. Okay. So I think that'd be like an over, yeah, like over input. Over input. So um, with outputs for society, I think we tend, like I was saying earlier, we tend to talk way too much and not listen. Yeah. As a society, especially like in politics with how divided things are, people love to talk about and scream out their opinions and nobody likes to listen to other people's experiences. Yeah. Um, we see the output of constant, especially in like interpersonal relationships and work environments and families, gossiping, spreading rumors, spreading lies, starting drama. That would be other like toxic outputs in society. Yeah. Interesting. So we had that. Okay. So my bigger point I was going to get to, we were talking about um, mental health crisis we're in right now. So think about how the world works, right? Constantly outputting, constantly outputting, constantly outputting. And then on the weekends, like inputting junk, like junk Mm -hmm. food, junk TV, scrolling on social media. Like I even think that shopping, like a lot of people like call shopping like retail therapy when you really think about it like it is so Mm-mm. destructive like l- <laughs> let me go to a store and s- or let me let me spend my energy going to a store and walking around and using my all of this brain power to make all of these decisions stupid decisions on all of this fast fashion i'm going to spend my money on which then I'm I have I'm pouring money out so I'm going to have less money for other things and I'm going to buy stupid things based on emotional decisions like it is just terrible there's no self-care in going shopping at all so yeah. um that's yeah but we are sold these things as like self-care you know where we believe they're self-care or treating yourself but it's really like destructive for your life and your mental health so we engaged in all of this let's go back to 2020 what happened when everything shut down and everything stopped? I mean, not everything, but obviously people in like hospitals and grocery stores, like their jobs didn't stop. They were working harder than ever. But let's think of the rest of the population, the ones that work in offices, the ones that work in jobs that didn't have to continue. And here you are your whole life. You've been this machine that's producing, 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 and then it stopped. And you had to stay home. Well, (laughs) when you're working and working and working, you are constantly outputting. And then when you're sitting at home, we all were in a constant state of input. And what were we inputting during COVID? What was everyone tuned into? (laughs) Watching TV. Listening to the news. Yeah. All the Listening to... All the political drama, like, yeah, 
scrolling social media and we had nowhere to put all of that energy and so we all got in huge fights on the internet <laughs> and stirred the political <sighs> drama because what the fuck else are we gonna do and you know we have literally been outputting our whole lives what's so crazy is like the other day i was actually just thinking about that period of my life and in that at that point i was living in illinois and I was just thinking to myself, wow, like I had so much time during the pandemic. I wish I did more productive things. <laughs> but like in that moment, I remember even like in the pandemic, I was just like wanting so badly to do something productive, but I literally felt trapped into the state of like just constantly consuming like bad input. Yeah. And it was just I like you can you can get out like you couldn't get out of your house you couldn't get out of like the addictions of the watching tv and watching tiktok because everybody was on tiktok like you were just like literally trapped because there was no way out it was awful <laughs> yeah and i think about too um i know this happened to us but there were studies that showed that during quarantine like people's alcohol consumption went through the roof mm -hmm. so you have everyone at home like consuming all this alcohol consuming bad food and junk food you know during a pandemic <laughs> of yeah. all times when you're supposed to be healthy like we were just inputting so much toxicity and we had nowhere to send that energy because we were stuck at home yeah so i think that there we had this like tipping point where like we literally collectively could not handle swinging the pendulum so hard from one side to the other and we just broke and now we're like free falling through this mental health crisis across the world yeah damn that was such a weird time it's so weird to think about <laughs> it like i can't believe we went through that that was that's some crazy <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah <sighs> wow so anyway do you have anything more you want to add to this agnes um, i know like we just totally i guess you know what? i was so afraid you were gonna like hit record and start this episode and i was just gonna like i forget everything like no, i was so afraid so that i was gonna i was no i was so afraid my brain was gonna like go empty and i was just gonna like stare at my notes and be like uh none of this <laughs> makes sense anymore never mind honestly <laughs> i feel the same way when i have like because you and i will kind of like take turns with who's like initiating the discussion yeah, yeah like because we will like one of us will present the idea right of like what we want to talk about so like I think last episode where we talked about communication that was like me being like let's talk about this I like would talk more about it versus now it's you and your thing um and we I've even myself I'm like am I gonna hit record and we're not gonna do that but that's been or not gonna be able to like discuss it but that was our fear from the very beginning but look at us now like we're so successful <laughs> we're so good at what we do <laughs> Pro um, podcasters. Yeah, we just get to talking, guys. We're we like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Gratitude time. Gratitude. Margaret, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful because I am grateful because I got to go to the gym today. Look at me. Um, I actually went to a climbing gym with my coworker, which I did not realize that like rock climbing was such a workout. Holy shit. I am super, super sore, but I definitely needed that. So I'm very grateful for that activity today. That nice, healthy output in my life today. Look at that. That's awesome. How about you, Agnes? What are you grateful for today? Um, today I'm grateful for the weather because today was a little bit hotter, but, um, the weather has been cooling. So when I walk outside, I don't feel like a blasted oven. Um, it feels more like a, a sauna, <laughs> not an oven, but <laughs> a gentle sauna. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm very grateful for, and like just fall vibes. Like I was on Pinterest today, like looking at like New York city in the fall with like the leaves and pumpkin spice. <laughs> Ooh, are you ball. a pumpkin spice are you a pumpkin spice girl maybe <laughs> it's okay i am too i love pumpkin spice it's so good i don't think it's vegan either but don't research it and don't tell me because i don't want to know <laughs> hey you know what you can get a pumpkin spice latte with like oat milk or something that's vegan i don't know i don't think i i do that but i don't think the actual like syrup from starbucks or whatever like the actual 
pumpkin spice syrup that they use. I think that has like milk, like milk products in it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't want to know. We're don't not tell gonna me. Look into it. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. me if I feel Shut funky. Up. I usually feel a little funky after I drink it, but I'm like, it's just the sugar. <laughs> it's just the sugar. <laughs> not you know what? The milk. I get my, <laughs> I get my pumpkin spice lattes. I'll get them like a quarter sweet or like a half sweet. So like I that. usually, yeah. Yeah, it's still sweet to me, but like if you go less sweet, you have less of the flavor. So like I mm-hmm. still want like a little bit of flavor. So I'll, I'll right. just do like a quarter to a half That's sweet, just depending on do. my mood. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, look at that. <laughs> at least we ended on a positive note. I, actually, yeah. overall, I think the conversation was positive. We did some discovery today. So. This was good. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We're so grateful for you guys, and I hope that you guys listen, like understood what we were saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah and again i'm going to finish up my chart and i'm going to put it on patreon and we can continue the discussion there bye bye we believe in the power of taking even one minute a day to breathe and find gratitude in the little things wherever you are if you are able close your eyes take a deep breath in and out and reflect on something that you are grateful for today. We are so honored that you could join us in this discussion today, and we hope you have a beautiful week. If you enjoyed today's Unrefined Woman podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. To check out other episodes, please visit our website at unrefinedwoman.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. To stay in the loop and receive access to additional content, please follow us on TikTok, username unrefinedwoman, and on Instagram at unrefinedwomanpodcasts. Special thanks to Walter Birdsong for the album cover, Margaret Rainey for our podcast music, Andrew Cioni for our gratitude prompt music, and Sean Butcher for editing and production. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.